Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Michigan Avenue Media and the World of Ink Network. This podcast was founded in 2011 by Marsha Casper Cook and Virginia Grenier. Their focus has always been on helping writers reach their dreams by having informative and entertaining shows. You will also hear the latest information on what's new and exciting in the publishing and marketing industry. And the shows will also cover discussions on screenwriting, audiobooks and movies. New to the shows will be the latest style and trends in fashion, as well as nutrition and how Pinterest can add just the right spark of attention you may need for your projects. So, sit back and relax and enjoy the show. You can find out more information about our shows and being a guest at www.michiganavenuemedia.com. Hey everybody, it's Marsha. Hope everybody's doing well. We got a great show today. I have Kara North on, and uh, there's so much to talk about. I think we're just going to get right into it because this is going to be a fun-packed show because she's got a lot of things that she does and a lot of things that she did do. So, so let's say hi, hi, hi. How are you? I didn't know some of these things, and I wrote them down real quick now so we could talk about them. You have so much going on. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Got a lot going on here. I, yeah, so um, I'll, I'll kind of I'll kind of start because I know that there's a couple points that you that you wanted to uh, to yeah. know about. So when I, I two weeks after I graduated high school, I was on the Yellow Footprints at Ferris Island, South Carolina, um, for the for the Marine Corps. Um, almost three years into into that, um, I had three. I, w- I was a military police officer, uh, which was interesting in its own self because I was I a so. bad, bad teenager. So <laughs> oh, 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 it was like a, oh, okay. Someone got you in shape. Was, there, there you go. <laughs> yes, it, it absolutely. And it completely revolutionized my, my whole thoughts about like how I even survived. A practice. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I, I did that job. I got a new perspective on, on a lot of things and a, and a lot of life. And um, I also got a sleeping disorder. And that was back in the, um, you know, in the, the early 90s. So I, I was discharged with uh, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. And I had met my husband maybe just a few months before I got out. And then uh, we got married so that I could stay. Uh, and... And, and, you know, obviously because he loved me, but, you know, <laughs> so that I could, you know, I could stay. Um, and, and then I started going to college with the Montgomery GI Bill, which is way different than the post 9-11. Uh, I did a, a bachelor's in psychology. I did a master's in education with a specialization in curriculum and instruction. And then we kept moving, you know, with the military here and there. So I did a master's in English. And then I did my, my doctorate in higher education administration, which stressed me out so much when I lost my committee that I did a master's in creative writing while I was oh waiting to get that back together. So I finished you have a, lot a of creative education writing there. degree. You have a lot of education. Yes. yes. <laughs> 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 which is why I call it the pretty high debt degree because I oh, also man. have a lot of students that like <laughs> <laughs> So you but are then, qualified um, to teach uh, about a yeah. lot of things. 
<laughs> There's no yes. doubt about that. And I love, <laughs> love teaching. Like that is, I, I, you know, I definitely, I enjoy education. I enjoy, you know, coaching writing and, and helping people with, you know, brainstorming and, and all that good stuff. I, I love it um, because you can definitely see, a, you know, an immediate difference in someone's life when they start off on one level of reading and writing and yeah. end on another. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I think I it's always good writing. when there's progress, when there's progress, you know, when you see yeah. someone, yeah. you know, change and turn around and really do some great things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I started writing, I, I mean, I've always, like most people, like I've always been a writer, you know, I wrote short stories and elementary school and middle school and writing was very much a a therapeutic process for me it was a way for me to alter you know my childhood experiences it was a way for me to alter you know experiences that you know friends or family had it was it was a way for me to control something in my life because I grew up without I I grew up with a lot of craziness Uh, and then I, which probably makes you a better writer because you had, you know, it was everything. When everything is smooth, it's not that easy, you know. Mm-hmm. You, when you have some things that happen in your life, that that takes, you know, that adds to a person's experience in writing because mm-hmm. you have something to bring to the plate. I mean, you do. You just bring all yeah, what yeah. you had in you. You know, and, yeah. and that's probably therapeutic <laughs> in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah, ab- absolutely, and that's it's one of the things that I. I always encourage people you know you don't have to write to be published but you know writing itself just putting something out there the things that you can do in fiction that you can't do in reality but certainly in fiction you have you have that control and you can you can change you can change your story you can write it or you can change it um that's a good thing you have a lot of control right people don't you have a lot of control of stories i mean you know if a person mm -hmm. feels like they lost control if you're writing story you have complete control because you are controlling your characters Mm -hmm. you're controlling everything and that maybe helps Mm -hmm. a lot of people to feel get some power because sometimes people are powerless in their life Mm -hmm. and this is a way maybe for them to get out i mean you've done a lot of different things so you know um when i met you on the show a few weeks ago you know you were in an anthology so you were working with Mm -hmm. a lot of people so and there's a, that, this that particular anthology had a ton of people in it. Mm-hmm. Some at older, thirty, some yeah, people, yeah, yeah, that's a lot. So some people that you never knew before, and then now you know. But they mm-hmm. all put out a story, and I, so what I wanted to talk to you about is I saw this all you know a few times on Facebook is that I know everybody they wanted to get on the best selling list and they didn't, but nevertheless it was a good book with a lot of good stories mm-hmm. so how do you feel about this and how do the other authors feel because i could see on there they're kind of feeling bad but it, it was a good book we you know i told gina going into this that you know teaching and and paying for you know for college that uh the you know the investment for you know the ad money and advertising and everything that that goes into a set that you work an entire year um, to try to sell. Even even if we didn't hit the list, I would have paid that much for a continuing education class at the community college. So I didn't, and and 
I will write it off like either way as, you know, as, as that. Um, So I, I feel like I didn't, I didn't lose anything from this. It was an opportunity. Um, And we, we did like, we, we worked very hard for it. Um, Amazon at the, you know, at the last minute, right before. For those who don't know, uh, Gina Kincaid is the publisher of Naughty Nights and publishing. Yes. And she's been uh, she's been doing work for years. This is not a new publisher, mm-hmm. so she yeah. and she's very thorough, and she's very good, and she's very picky, mm-hmm. and she's not just putting any writer out there. Mm-hmm. So for anybody that's yeah. thinking, you know, oh, just somebody will just go in on an anthology, that's not true because if you go in with mm-hmm. Gina King, you no, she is very she her process works uh, you know she has, mm-hmm. it does and you know but i think now if it didn't make the best selling it still was a great project and this is the problem so on what with best selling how is that so important why does this become so important now and people are you know just striving for this and if they don't get it they stop writing i think that i mean i think that we have like a couple different a couple of different things that that's going on with that. You have people like me who've been around forever. And for me, having a best-selling title just helps when it comes to, if I want to, to go back into um, academia and, and teach yeah. creative writing, yeah. or if I want to host yeah. a workshop or whatever, it is, it's all right to take a class from Dr. Nagel, but it is a lot more interesting to someone who's going to come to that class if they were taking it from USA Today best-selling author. You know, yeah. or you. Know, but but you know, I'm that, sure you know that's the whole thing about you can. This is people do get to be best selling on a Kindle on whatever, and so mm-hmm. honestly, people that are not writers or going to be that's really good enough to know that you've written all these books and you've had anthologies. So I would think that it's that in itself would show that your credibility. It, it does, it does, but uh, but as as a colleague once said to me uh, when I was a, applying for you know a, a creative writing a full time creative writing job, um, and the the person who got it had a little less experience, um, and they had a best selling title. And it's really, at the end of the really day, kind of it's, to hear that. it's really sad to, to hear it's sad. Writing. That's very sad to hear that. Honestly, it is. Because experience is important. But when you, but think about it. Like if you were getting ready to take a class, and the only thing that you know about that class is pretty much the instructor's name. And so you've got, you know, again. Well, I would say that if if you're looking, (laughs) let's say say if you look someone up, which I look up everybody that's on my show, okay? So I looked Mm -hmm. you up. So you have... Mm -hmm. You're very impressive. You have a lot of things that you've done. You have mm-hmm. a lot of books. You can find you. You'll be very surprised that some of the people that are on my show, that people may think that they're top tier, whatever that is now, and the top, they have nothing on them. I have no searching. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it's mm-hmm. just about a person that puts out a lot of things. And mm-hmm. when they put mm-hmm. out a lot of things, they can find you. So I think if mm-hmm. I were going to look for a class and I saw, what you did, I think, well, fine, I'd like to 
go to a class from her. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't be necessarily looking for bestseller because maybe you would want to say a little bit about what we talked about before, about what happened to the, some of the bestsellers that you, we were talking about. What happened to them? Absolutely. Because <laughs> I think that, because, well, it, I mean, for for that, it's, when you are when you are entering into the world of writing, like and, and because we have the perspective that we have now, yeah, absolutely, I would be way more interested in being with someone who has longevity than a whole yeah. bunch of titles. But yeah. when I first started writing, would I have thought that? Probably not. I would have been looking at oh, that person's got a. I mean, they have a best. They're a bestseller. They would be able to tell me how to become a bestseller. Like they must know. Yeah. They must know the magic. When it's really not magic, it's it's there is no magic. Right? There's no magic. Yeah. That would be nice if we could put that magic wand. <laughs> yes. But so, so when yeah. you're when you're first starting the writing, you're chasing you're chasing the, the magic, right? And yeah. as new authors, they feel like having those titles, because the, the titles mean something to people who are outside of the industry, yeah. really and truly, because everyone inside of the industry understands the, the money and the marketing and the, the effort that has to go into something in order for it to get there. Right. Um, outside yeah. of the industry, though, the the, the you know, the hundreds of thousands, thousands, the millions of readers that are out there, they don't know that. And and a lot but of But they are looking for a good up, story. They they're they're looking that. for a good story. So if they hear a good yes, story, yes. and then somebody else, you but know, for, that's the problem. It's hard now to, you know, to put yourself out there and say, because there's so many people writing. It's really mm-hmm. literally, I mean, it, this is hard now. I, I think it's really hard. There's so many authors out there. It's really, it's like, I don't even, since I started, I mean, there's so many, even before my shows, when they started doing e-books, that's when the world exploded on authors. Mm-hmm. You know, before that, yeah. there were authors, but if you didn't get from a publisher, you'd keep your you keep your stories in your, you know, in the drawer and nobody would ever see them. But now, a lot of people are out there. Some of them probably shouldn't be out there because it's not, it, they're so bad that really it's a shame because then they take the place sometimes of another person, but the person that's buying it from Amazon doesn't know till they've read it, you know, yeah. that it really well, is bad, you know, and bad form, and, and bad yes. grammar, you know. I mean, no yeah. story, I mean, a story can be good and not have good grammar, but unfortunately, you know, you have a lot of critics out there, and if you do have a few grammatical errors, people just go crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, it's yeah. like they go nuts. So I mean, yeah, I, think I, it I want is them to show me now. their English degree and then go nuts. But uh, <laughs> you know, it's so it's, you know. I I find even in my own books, I sometimes I'll be looking at something and I'll it's been I read it a million times and I've been looking at it and whatever and I go wait look at that <laughs> it was a mistake and I'm mm-hmm. thinking and so everybody no matter how many times a person mm-hmm. can look at their book I really think there's something. There'll be something, a comma or something. That's why oh, I love yeah. audio books. You can't tell. Audio books, you just read it. So they're not looking yeah. at it. And that's one of the other things. People that are reviewing, they're, they're looking. You know, you don't have to look for all the bad things. Look to see if the story is a good story and if you can say that somebody would like to read it. Like if you're watching a movie, you'll go like, oh, this is a good movie. And then they say, oh, mm-hmm. someone can watch this movie because it's a good movie. But they may not even, mm-hmm. the script could have been horrible when it was turned in. Yeah, and it might have been, and most likely it was. 
So and they fixed it, you yeah. know, and you don't see any of that. But so it is hard and mentally for people, it it becomes traumatic to some people. Yeah, and because you have and, and, so what what do you say to people about that? I mean, that's probably one of the things also because you know people leave. Mm-hmm. For what? Well, reason? I think that I think that um, I think that it's good to to you know to strive for that. I think you you know working you know with a team in an anthology is one of the proven strategies. Um, you know, to get that. And that is not just for indie authors. That is exactly the way that people have been getting titles like that, you know, all along. And anyone that is out there shaming, it's like, well, did you get your title on your own on your first, you know, couple times out? Probably not. You've probably got a decent backlist and you probably still put that book that you paid probably at least, you know, four to $800 to produce on sale for 99 cents in order to hit it on your own. So it is, unless you are a New York household name, published author, your chances of that are not not that great. Um, And hitting that list doesn't really mean anything for the longevity of your your writing career. In fact, some people that hit, you know, USA Today or – because when we talk lists, that's what, you know, that's what we mean. It's like USA Today, Wall Street Journal, yeah. New York Times, yeah. you know, like yeah. those. And being an Amazon bestseller, like I've been an Amazon bestseller, but I don't, I'm not putting that, you know, on my, on my covers. Because, um, yeah. and one, it only matters to Amazon readers. And so then I'm going to have to pay right. to what, have two covers, one with, <laughs> but right. I that's, mean, that yeah. is an accomplishment for me as an author, but it's not. Yeah, I never looked matter. at it that way, but you're right. Because, well, that's one of the, th- that's the thing about KDP and all of that, you know, I go back and forth, you know, do I want to be everywhere? Do I want to just be on Amazon? Mm-hmm. I go back and forth. I still haven't made that decision what I actually think is better, you know, but I think it's easier to do, you know, just on Amazon, but because you have a lot of chance to give free, you know, you, you can give some free books for people. But then again, the numbers that look fabulous, and then when you're off of it and everybody's got their free book, then goodbye. Right. You know, you know that's the other thing. So there are a lot of things to think about. But, you know, and it that's is. why, we're, yeah, and writing a good story, you know, which you've written a lot of books, you've done a lot of things, mm-hmm. and but you you wanted to do a Kickstarter. So do you want to talk a little bit about that, too, the Kickstarter? And so um, a Kickstarter is something that when on, on my podcast, um, I interviewed uh, the comic book author and, you know, um, fiction author Russell Nolte, and he talked about Kickstarter. It was really like my first introduction to it in the in the literature realm. Yeah. You know, everything that I knew about Kickstarter before that had come from um, – at the time, my neighbor, uh, Anne, who was uh, always funding some, you know, crazy project, <laughs> so, like, some, some new cooler yeah. or, you know, yeah. shirt yeah. or whatever, I, I don't know. Yeah. But so he he brought that awareness about, you know, literature and how comic book artists, especially, um, you know, graphic novelists and, and whatnot, were using this platform as a means of, filling the gap between the, you know, like the COVID, uh, not being able to go to conventions. Uh, yeah. So well, still being able to reach for their audience. Right. That's, yeah, that's tough. Yeah. And so it's it sort of, you know, I've, I've pretty much been studying him for the past three years since 
you know, since being on there. I am only now confident enough to even try that, and I and I am planning it. Like right now is October, and I am planning to launch, you know, my first Kickstarter campaign in January. And the reason for that is I need to make sure that I am at 90% solution before I even, you know, roll into that. Because one way or the other, the books are going to get published. But the the benefit of Kickstarter is that for people who want my books, the people who buy my books all the time, um, I I can give them more. You know, I can give them bonus content. I can give them extra things. That the, that the regular person who's just going to pick it up and it may take years and years and years to, you know, to recoup any, any edits or any cover art or anything like that. Um, yeah. with, with Kickstarter, I can, you can kind of do that up front because they're going to get it first, which is also the special, right? They'll get yeah. those books three months before I will load them up anywhere else. So they'll have yeah. it. They'll have it. And they will, and depending on which you know tier they decide to back it at, they would, they would have the extra stuff that only they're going to get. Um, and that special is something that my patrons love, but not everyone wants to just, I guess, like back me in a general sense between you know like one and twenty five bucks a month. Um, and I you know and talk, talk about for, what I, maybe I the patrons understand. because a lot I didn't know much about patrons until several okay. months ago. So that, cause that's going along with this subject cause you're saying Patreon. So wh- tell people what that means and what a Patreon is so, to an author. Yeah. That's a good thing to talk so about. So Patreon for an author is, is like a subscription platform where uh, you are, you are giving them some sort of written um, video, verbal content on, on a regular basis. They, for me, my, my patrons are the people who, um, if I have advanced review copies of something, those are the people I ask if they want it first. If I have free codes, they are the people I ask if they want it first. Um, if I have a new cover, they see it before anyone else does. Uh, I, I write, like anything that I put up on, on like Kindle Vella, I write that in my Patreon, so I already have like their like their feedback, their oohs, their ahs, their no ways, or I don't like that. And before I even, you know, put that out there, they see it first. Um, so they get they get complete behind-the-scenes access to anything that I'm doing um, before, any you know, anyone else. And for, you know, for artists, they always put, you know, like images or show their process and stuff like that. And, and for most writers, they do some kind of um, – you know, content. Some people use it sort of like a a, a special newsletter type edition uh, thing. But and and people have different tiers. You know, I have a one dollar tier because I mean, there were times in my life where I wish that I could have supported someone, but I didn't have a lot. So twelve bucks, yeah, okay, twelve bucks, one dollar a year, like one dollar yeah. a month over the course of the year. I could say, look, I love you. I'm at least trying to do something, right? <laughs> Like yeah. I'm supporting well, no, you. Yeah, and a um, Patreon, yeah, because I, I really didn't know what that was. And I think, but, you know, um, you can build, because uh, a lot of people don't know who definitely. their readers are or have readers, but, different, you know, if you're especially in different genres, you have different readers that read different things of yours. And um, yeah. so that, 
you said you picked up a lot it. of people from there. You started it at very small. Yeah, yeah, I started, I had three people um, for like over a year. I only had three people. I had um, Roxy, who is amazing and who is still with me. Um, And then I had Stella, um, who who is a friend of mine, who talked me into, you know, making it to begin with. She's like, she's like, it's going to take a while, but just, you know, build it. Like, if you build it, they will come kind of thing. And then my mom. Right. um, Kevin Cotton. My my adopted mom. supported me until I got other people supporting me and then she and then she quit but <laughs> oh okay <laughs> she just felt bad for me in the beginning it was like okay I'm gonna show you like until you get this thing and then uh, you know and then I I have people that I've met you know in person at um at, you know at, like literally love Savannah which is the annual convention that I always go to um and a lot of those people that I that I meet there you know that are my con family essentially are are in there um, on some level, and then there are a few authors that support me because I do give my complete behind the scenes authoring <laughs> life and experience of things. So, um, you know, they usually support at like the lower tiers because they're you know they're just you know kind of brainstorming and and getting ideas and and you know figuring out different ways to you know to leverage their you know their patrons, which is totally you know fine for me because. Again, they're they're paying to be there. Why not? Um, and I but, send out you know, quarterly. You know, as you're speaking, you know, when you really think about this, this is really hard because I know I've been doing this for years. So I have, mm-hmm. you know, people always ask me for my advice. You know, that that my friends and send people to me. And by the time I mentioned this last week, I said by the time I'm done telling them what they need to do, they go, Oh my, <laughs> I don't think I want to do this because it mm-hmm. is hard. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it takes a lot. And so I think for a lot of writers, so when you teach creative writing, what, what do you tell them to start at first? I mean, you know, because right now, I mean, I would say maybe 15 years ago, it wasn't like this. Now there are so many avenues where people can be, you know, uh, show their work and to be on and to, you know, be mm-hmm. on Instagram, be on TikTok, be all over. And so I think it does become, if you're just starting, you're going like, oh, you know, it's too much for people. That's the thing. They don't even know where to begin because it's it's complicated to get out there. Very oh, complicated. Yeah. Well, I, I wrote a little book called Dear Indie Author as as Tanya Nagel, right? Like, so as Tanya oh, Nagel, did? PhD, oh. that's, that's right. what I do my, Is that my out? nonfiction Is that stuff out? under. Yeah, I, I think it's out there. Um, I'm I am revamping it a little, like a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think it's still out and available. Yeah. It's it's pretty inexpensive because I made that commitment uh, to you know my younger broke self that anything that I did, I would do it as affordable as I could. Um, right. Because well, yeah, because it is. I, if no, I could, yeah, people <laughs> want them to read. You know, because people really they don't go to the library like they used to, so they're mm-hmm. paying now. You know. So, yes, because years ago, you know, people would just go to the library, take out a book. It didn't cost them anything, but now it does. Well, so you yeah. want to help them because a lot, not everybody, I think people don't realize, not everybody can afford to just keep buying book after book after book. Right. They can't, you know, and that's no, why when no, a lot no. of authors do things free, you know, and, you know, I, 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 I don't mind sending. If somebody would ask me, I'm happy to do that. But, you know, a lot of people mm-hmm. don't want to do that. 
So, I mean, I think there's a lot of, well, I shouldn't say a lot of authors because maybe they don't want to do it, but I certainly would. If somebody really wants to read the book and they can't afford it or they, I would send it to them, mm-hmm. you know. But so I think that's the other thing, you know, I mean, it's, you know, if it's an e-book, it's not really expensive to send it to someone. Mm-hmm. So I think, and right. most likely people want readers, you know, and you want people to read and you don't want people to feel bad if they can't afford to buy a book. You know, and a lot of the books right. that are on Amazon, even the Kindle, I, you know, they make them really expensive and that's ridiculous, mm-hmm. you know, because the object of this is for people to be able to read books at home for not a ton of money. And and it does take a lot of time, yes, for an author, but if you, you know, you really want to have readers, you you really have to be, you know, cognizant of what they have to, you know, pay, mm-hmm. yeah. I think. And and that's why, like, for, you know, for Patreon, for Kickstarter, for any of that stuff, if you have people who are who are supporting you in that way, that who are, who are you know, backing your project, backing your career in that, in that yeah. way, like saying, I'm willing to give you, even if it's a dollar, like, I'm willing to give yeah. you a dollar because I think this, yeah. is a, this was a good yeah. idea kind of thing. They, you know, those are absolutely, like, gems. You know, like yeah. those are yeah. Well, those are indie the authors, amazing you know, indie that... authors, it does cost them money to do this. There's no doubt about this. And there yeah. are a lot of indie mm-hmm. authors, and there should be a lot of indie authors because, mm-hmm. you know, I was a an agent for years, and I had really wonderful right. You know, they were really good writers, and they just gave up. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I wish they still would. I wish they would put their stuff out. It's not out. I look for them sometimes. They're not out there. So, and I mm-hmm. wish they would put it out because they had really good books, but they couldn't get published by a you know mainstream mm-hmm. publisher. Because let's just face mm-hmm. it, they're not. They don't want to take as many new names as people think they might, because they'd much prefer right. to right. take the same person over and over. And unfortunately. Some of this, the stuff gets stale because it's the the author doing the same old, same old. And when all yeah. a lot of these newer authors are really good, they're very good. I I think. I think that it's amazing, and and I definitely think that you know there are more people who are reading books than there are people writing books, even sometimes when it doesn't feel like that. Right. But I think yeah, that the, the situation with the the mass amount of people and the people that are jumping into it and just throwing it out there and and just yeah. going for it. In in some ways, the problem is their realistic perspective of what is going to happen and how things are going to happen is very skewed because they don't have the no. You know, before you had to submit to a publisher and be rejected and be rejected and be rejected, right? Like the Stephen King on writing the nail and so many rejection letters that they wouldn't even fit on the nail anymore. I mean, these are, you know, J.K. Rowling was rejected, you know, what, like 13 times. So so it's like, but right now we have so many people that they have never been rejected. They've never been told this isn't the best thing to slice bread. No, that's true. I've mentioned that a few times. I have mentioned a few times on my show, more than a few, because I have rejections. And I think people that have gotten rejections get this. But a lot of times now they go to small publishers and just publish them, no matter if it's good or not. So they don't Mm -hmm. know what a rejection letter is and what it even feels like to get an rejection letter. And most of us that had rejection letters kept a lot of them. And if if we didn't keep them physically, it's in our minds. We know mm-hmm. what we mm-hmm. got, you know, and oh, you're right my about goodness, that. Yes. 
Yeah, you're right about that because I think it makes you better because you know you have to strive to be better than you are. And if you ne- no one ever says anything to you, you go, oh, I'm a great writer. <laughs> That's it. I'm fabulous. Or you're shocked by the reviews. Yeah. You know, yeah, and right. when you get a rejection yeah. letter from a publisher and then a reviewer gives you a bad review, you're kind of like, yeah. eh, you, this wasn't for you. It's <laughs> like it wasn't for them. <laughs> but if you get, right. if you, if no one has told you, right. you know, right. That hey, did you know that this piece, this element that you're that you're putting here in this book might upset yeah. someone? Um, yeah. Then then you're you're shocked when when yeah. you get that feedback. It's like what what yeah. everyone and then it it does all kinds of things. So there's there's all this stuff that that unless they unless they know some people, unless they talk to some people, so that they have a realistic you know expectation of it. You know I I know like new authors who are freaking out because, you know, they're spending all this money on ads. And I'm like, if you don't have four books, don't, don't spend any money on ads. Like you need to yeah. be building your, you know, your own like following and not buy ads. Yeah. Ads take them to a sales platform. They don't take them to your website. They don't take them to your social media so that they can get to know you and figure out what so, you're what working on So what do you think? So, like, ads, so how, stay away so from what do you, so, and obviously you're not thinking ads are helping people too much, right? Is that what not in the beginning, like not when yeah. not when you're not when you're new, and and that's the, but that's yes. If you had if you've got a backlist like I've got a backlist, sure, ads would yeah. probably be yeah. of benefit to me. Yeah. Um, if you're doing a special project, sure, ads would probably be a benefit to you because that's a that's a limited time you know type thing. But if you're yeah. writing a series and you only have book one of the series. No, and they true. can't yeah. find book two, and they yeah. don't know when book two's coming, and what, it's like, right. forget about it. They're right. not even picking up right. book one. Well, because it might not be book two. Wait till I mean, the, the, the truth is, it might right. not be book two because then it's <laughs> absolutely, you know. And and that's the and and then I see so many, especially in the indie indie author community, in the romance community, um, because it's, yeah. it's you know usually where my you know my my people are. Uh, <laughs> Where they're like, well, if I don't make any money on this, I'm going to have to quit writing. If I don't, and it, and it's kind of like, yeah, if if you were writing with going into it, you know, taking yeah. out loans or doing whatever, you're you're absolutely right because that is like, you you are trying to be the diamond already, you know, polished and yeah. cut inside the coal yeah. mine, yeah. Um, yeah. and that yeah. that's that's not going to happen. So if but if you well, I do think a lot of writers. I do think build. a lot of a lot of writers do feel that way. They just feel that they are going to make money, and it's it really is hard to make mm-hmm. money in this, you know. Because oh I don't gosh. really. I, I think you know Amazon. If you're on Amazon, let's say they take a cut, you know, and if you have an agent, they take a cut, and this one, and if you're selling a book for ninety nine cents, what are you going to get? Right, <laughs> you're going to get nothing. Yeah. So you yeah. have to sell a ton, and not that many people sell a ton. Yes, you sell a ton of free books, but you don't get any money for that. So I think when people see you're offering a book for free, they're thinking, oh, maybe mm-hmm. you still make money on it. We make nothing on a free book. You're nothing. From yeah. Amazon. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't. You know, and there are from a anywhere. lot of people. Like you're- <laughs> yeah, and oh, right, any of the places, right. And if you go and if you look at it, you know, and that's the other thing. You, you could look at all the books. There are a lot of people that write a lot. And I think over the last 13 years that I've been doing shows, I think uh, the answer, like for me, is to write more. 
I've spent a lot of time. Mm-hmm. I did screenplays first, and I've done books, and I do my podcast. But I, my advice to people is to just keep writing because I think that that's the key to it. Because if you're going to mm-hmm. pick up people that are your fans, they want you to to see. They want to see your work. And if you don't have mm-hmm. your work out there, they're not. They don't want it. They, they really, if they like you, they want to keep reading you. And if you look at all these best-selling authors, they have like books out all the time. Mm-hmm. Even if it's even if they're not so good, they just have a book out. Mm-hmm. You know, and, that, and they that don't is, even have. They don't um, do ads as much, right? No, you think they no. do as much ads? And, and no. I, I think that there are some that do, but I think that a decent amount like don't, and 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 it's because yeah. they are, you know, putting them out. And as you continue to build readers, and as your readers continue to talk about your books, then it, it sort of starts to grow. But like the, if yeah. you had to do anything, I would say, do do paid things that are going to build your newsletter. Even yeah. though some people are going to jump on a newsletter to get something free and then go away, like that is at least people who have consented for you to market to them. Yeah. They've, they've at least interested enough to try one book of yours and make that always a short, you know, (laughs) don't give away your, don't give away your farm um, for a newsletter builder. But if they stick around, then, you know, they're probably interested enough in what you're, what you're putting out there. Um, you know, that they're going to pick up a book here and there. They might not pick up every book that you that you have. You know, I have readers on my newsletter. I know when I send out, and they know, when I send out my suite, you know, like the light side newsletter, I have X amount of clicks on it. And when I send out the dark side, I have X amount of clicks on it. It is always around the same amount of clicks really? for the light side and for the dark side, uh, wow. unless I've added more, more people to it. Because they yeah. are... They are to a point where there are people who read all of the newsletters, but then there is a handful of people who only read the light side and who only read the dark side. Yeah. So do you think? So, so I, mean, I used them, to have a newsletter. I stopped doing the news. So do you think they're really good? The newsletter or important? Yes. I used to not because I used to be like, who is reading this newsletter? Because, yeah. as an, again, it's, it's our perspective <laughs> as an author. Like, yeah. as an author, I barely got time to to put out a newsletter, much less read 30 newsletters well, from well, a bunch right. of authors. Well, right, the same. But I'm right. a writer. Yeah. They aren't. Readers yeah. aren't writers. Well, see, that's yeah, the other know, thing. Like, that, that's, like, the, that's one of the other problems, though, is that Facebook and, you know, well, Facebook mostly, I would say that most of these mm-hmm. people are writers, and they're you know, and they're not always going to buy your books, which is fine. But that's the problem. If you're spending all this time on Facebook, then they're not going to because they're all there. A lot of them are writers, that, you know, and it's really I've tried for years to just get readers on my show, so I've not mm-hmm. had a show with readers because they don't want to come on. You know, just writers come on. No, but I wanted to hear really from writers, and I've tried mm-hmm. to have writers. They don't, I mean, readers, because I think I'd like readers, to hear what mm-hmm. they say. But readers don't want to come on. They're busy reading. Yeah, and and they're not interested in the business of it. Like, they could care no. less. And, and they should. That's true. I mean, you think You're about right. it. Before right. you were published, did you go into a bookstore looking and, and think, like, oh, I wonder how so-and-so is making their, their living today? Like, you don't. 
<laughs> you no. know, like if I no, don't I, pick up no. this book, when I used to go to a bookstore or a library, I did used to walk like, around. I did. I used to like to go to libraries because I did. Like if I was interested in a subject, I would just maybe get mm-hmm. look, pick out twenty books, sit there, and really read them. Okay, to, so I could figure mm-hmm. out like characters or things I was thinking about. Yeah. I don't do that anymore, and I miss that. Because, you know, when you're writing romance, a lot of times, you know, you're not having to research as much if you're doing it in your location. If you're doing it in another mm-hmm. location or if you're doing something that, you know, you need to go to another city, then I enjoy doing that. And I used to do that a lot. And that was more fun for me because you learn things mm-hmm. that way. But mm-hmm. now I don't know because sometimes when you're online, people start one way. And I think I've heard this many times. You start doing one thing and you keep then you go into something else and you – you actually lose your concentration because something else comes up and then you, you know, it's very different on the internet than when you sit at a mm-hmm. library, you know, and you just sit there and you just read. You don't, you know, but since ebooks and since all of us have cell phones and everything, we're always on those. Mm-hmm. And and that, it takes up time. And I look at my, when my, on my phone, it goes, oh, you're up this week. And I, when I look at the amount of hours, I'm thinking, are you kidding me? I'm spending this much time, and you don't think you are. But it's too much. Whatever it is, it's more than you need to spend. I think that, um, I, How well, do you, you know, but it? I think with having the, like, the phones, with, you know, them being like many computers and whatnot, yeah. I think that yeah. for both authors and readers, it it can be a benefit in, but you have to have the discipline to manage your time. And I'm, yeah. I'm awesome at giving this advice, but I by no means say that I subscribe to it. Okay. Yeah, right. But I, that's what I say. <laughs> I, 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 I like, give advice. I know and sometimes I, I say to doing. myself, why don't I follow my own advice? I can't take right, yeah. advice. It's, it's like, and I know it's what's I wrong, but I do it. But it's but you're comfortable with it and you're okay with it, you know. And I'm that's, okay, and, I that's guess. For, and that's for me. It's like if if we hit the USA Today bestselling list, that's awesome. I would have updated my resume and you know yep. and, and sent it to my employers, and yep. they would have been able to you know to add that to the list of perks of why they've hired me. But not making it that it's not changing anything no. for me. I'm still putting out exactly what I was. Yeah, to right, out, exactly, right. Not. Um, and and that's that's kind of like where I am. It's like whatever comes with. You know, with my career, I'm going to try new things. That's why I tried yeah. the Patreon. It's why I'll yeah. try the Kickstarter. Well, I do. Work, see, I do this. I did Patreons for one minute, for one minute, and I did Book Funnel for one minute because I go, oh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'll go on it, and I go, oh, this is like ridiculous. I want to do it, and so I <laughs> leave, like because I think I look at these things and I go, this probably isn't going to help me and so why am I it's like becomes writer's block when I try to do all these things and I get all these emails from all these things that I signed up for and then I go insights and then I try to sign up and it's already I've already signed up maybe five years ago and I didn't go back so I sign up for a lot of stuff and but if I think to myself I'm sure there's people out there listening that there we do this and sometimes I think Here's an hour. I could have been sitting there writing and then not. I'm sitting here doing this because I, it does become a sort of relaxation or just, diff, you know, it, I like Pinterest sometimes. Because you, Pinterest, you don't think about anything. You just kind of look, you know. But, you know, things. like they're all, they're all, like all in moderation, right? Like me and chocolate. Yeah. It's, but it's, but it's. <laughs> 
I think that that Pomodoro method, you know, that where they they talk about like writing, where you set the timer and every fifty minutes, yeah. you know, you get up, <laughs> you know, stretch or whatever, walk yeah. away, come yeah. back uh-huh. or, or whatnot. Yeah. Uh-huh. I I think that's the same. I think if if more authors use that method, not not just for writing or not with writing, but with marketing. Yeah. yeah. And and to focus one thing at a time, it's you know, if it's overwhelming to do all these things, like you have to layer them. The first time I when I first got Book Funnel, I had no idea what this, you know, what it was, other than the fact that I could send, <laughs> I could send arcs, and I needed to have a newsletter for for Gina's wedding. I yeah. had I had tried maybe in the beginning for a newsletter, and then I was like, I don't even know what to put in this, so I I yeah. do it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I needed the newsletter for for that. So I, you know, I was like, well, okay, this is coming up. I need to get on this. I need to figure this out so that I'd be able to have this for this, you know, this collection. So, um, so I went on book funnel and the first, the first thing that I signed up for, I got kicked off of it. Um, because I didn't understand what I was doing, and I was using well, not, like you know, the wrong, they don't really, like you know, a lot of these sites, a lot of these sites don't give real good directions. Let me just say, you know, and yeah. sometimes <laughs> I think to myself, I think I'm not stupid. Okay, I've done a lot of things. I, you know, I have a podcast. I write books. I do things, and I'm thinking, why can't I figure this out? Even Facebook well, has changed a lot of stuff, and I think to myself, yeah. what is wrong with me? How, am I the only one that can't? do this no, because there's all, so much it's all complicated it's very complicated yeah Funnel. yeah so when i got to figure out what you campaign. need to do well and i asked because i i sent i sent <laughs> it was uh sophia avis um who it was like one of her book funnel things and you, you know you have to share and, and whatever and so um so when i got kicked off i i emailed her and i was like hey like i've like I've been sharing this link, like how, you know, wh- like what am I doing wrong? And then she went and looked, and she's like, "That's not your link, that's someone oh. else's." Oh, great! And I was like, "She said you got to share the link that came in your email." And I was like, "This is my first time doing this." So she, she walked me through that, and then from yeah. then on, I knew what I was doing with yeah. with you know when I signed up, like what was my link, what I was supposed to do. But she could have been a total like, "I'm not dealing with you, lady," you know. That was nice but because, you know, honestly, because that, uh, this really makes me feel better because I'm thinking like, oh, I think I have pretty good intelligence. I'm thinking, what am I doing wrong here? And, you know, the only thing that I think is pretty easy to do and I really like, it's that link tree because I think you can put all of, if you're on link tree, you put every, anything you want to put on there, it's in one link. So somebody, you mm-hmm. put in link, you know, and then you can, like, I think that's, probably a good thing for people to do because if let's say they go into Linktree, then they can find things that I've done rather than me telling them every minute what I've done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do you feel about I that? Have, I, I have a, a, a pros cons situation with Linktree. So okay. for, for Linktree, I definitely think that for certain situations, you're, you're absolutely right. Like being able to give someone that link to everything that you've got, you know, everything you've right. got going on is an absolute, you know, godsend. But right. then there are the times when you need to only share the link to the right. thing that you're promoting or the link right. to the That's thing true. that you're doing. And when you give right. them a link tree, it, it gets lost in there. That's true. It, that part, it's yeah, like, you're right. Yeah. Where's that right going? So it's, that. it's got the, you know, the, and that's the thing, right? Is like, 
knowing and figuring out, like, when is this going to work for me and when do I have to do right. something else? And then realizing that right. that is always evolving. Yes, you that's know, true. That is. One, and we're speaking right now, something has changed. Probably on Facebook, it'll drive yeah. me crazy because Facebook <laughs> has changed. And anybody that's been oh my on goodness, Facebook yeah. for a lot of years, they, it is, it's really confusing now because it's, you know, it's my profile, then it's this, and then it's that, and it keeps going off. Okay, now I have a lot of pages, which I'm, I always try to t- get rid of pages, then I end up putting on pages. And because I don't want to put everything on the same page because then – you know, I feel maybe I shouldn't be advertising this on that page. And some people just have one page. They're probably better off because it does get confusing because I have a couple profiles. And then I had locked mm-hmm. myself out for a month, and I could not get on because I think I had started so long ago. It must have been a password that I used on one of them that I couldn't mm-hmm. get in. I wasn't in jail of pace. I just couldn't get in it because it was mm-hmm. so long ago. I think when I first started uh Facebook, I wasn't sure if I wanted to put all this information. I'm talking like 15 years ago. So I think I put it mm-hmm. under my company name and I don't even remember. Mm-hmm. I well, I do kind of remember. So but finally I got it right. But now I have another page that does I don't even need it really. So I think what how many pages do you have on Facebook? Uh, so I, I just have, cause you were pretty easy to find Mike. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I have like my, I have two, two Facebook profiles. I have like my Tanya Nagel Facebook profile that I pretty yeah. much, it, that is, that is like my real life. Um, okay. it is private and it, it has, you know, like my former students, um, you know, my former colleagues. Yeah. My current colleagues, my nieces, nephews, think, you know, like, like my family and friends are over there. And then I have Kara North as a profile, and that is like Kara Echo, um, you know, Kara September Echo North, because that is all of my fiction writing and all of my fiction personalities on that one Yeah, that's what uh, I was going to ask you. How did you come up with that? Okay, so we have to tell right. So this is your fiction names and because mm-hmm. I put it out, I put it as a, a word. I put it in the you know hashtags. So tell me mm-hmm. what that what it all means to you. Why you did it that so, way? So I was I was working at the at one of the community colleges in uh, uh-huh. in North Carolina, and I was working in the writing lab. And uh-huh. I was at that point like starting, you know, and trying to figure out you know if I should use my name or if I should yeah. use a pseudonym because I'm working with adult learners and in right. the writing lab we came up with a bunch of different names and then um Wendy says uh why don't you do Karen North because whenever you introduce yourself you can say I'm Karen North from North Carolina and then they'll be more likely to remember it and so that's why I picked Karen North from North okay, Carolina that's what I call because it. Right. we were okay. at the and okay and then September and I decided yeah so September is my birth month um, so I did that as September North and then Echo yeah. North because it's just like this re, like this this calling back right of going back and forth with things and that's that's so more like, for like sci-fi oh, fantasy yeah. that is oh. not. Um, that's not romance focused. It's it's okay. sci-fi fantasy. That's not romance focused. Um, but September is all my YA, all genres, and Kara is all my romance, all genres. Okay, you're more confusing than me. I think. <laughs> not sure. 
I'm not sure if I met anybody. <laughs> we could be friends forever. <laughs> okay, so I got that because right, because it's true. There are so many different phases of things we do, and how do we how do we get ourselves in where everybody knows who we are? I put on, you know, for info about you is the creative writing one because that's where I mm-hmm. found a lot of information because that's where is that's most where of your information. Is. Yeah, that's why I got that I, right. Right, I got that right. But that's what I put you as for, you know, if people mm-hmm. on the show page, if they want to find you, you know, yeah. because that's the thing. So everything is there, but then you have other things. So I, I like the idea that you added your birth month there. and so, You know, it's a little different. It's very different, mm-hmm. you know, how you did that. See, it, look, at there's well, different things I that we all do. Remember it, it yeah. all needed to connect because I couldn't have, like, four different, you know, last names. I mean, <laughs> and I can't get I rid of Kara because I've had her for the past 18 years, right. um, you know, and, but I'm not hiding as, as Tanya, you know what I mean? Like there's, right. it's just the, the separation well, you want of to know, it, especially because it for does what confuse I write. people, Right. It, it kind of does confuse people, you know, and it is true, but you know, there are so many different facets that we're all in. And so, that's one, not all of us, but a lot of us, you know, and so, you know, if you do different genres and, you know, I know you wanted to talk about romance too, about how Amazon, how that's tough for romance writers. We didn't talk about that. That's one thing we didn't talk about because that is tough for people now in romance as far as um, books go. Romance is like always one of the top selling genres, you know, Consistently, right. I mean, I I spent summers working at you know at Borders, you know Walden Books back in the oh you did oh well that's a good no because that's interesting that's yeah that's a good thing to see what people think sometimes so well yeah you know but it was you know it was extra you know extra money and and you know when my husband was deployed it made sense to do something right. uh, something in addition to um, and I. I learned then before I was even like writing, uh, you know, with the, I thought even the thought of publication that romance was among the top every year, every, every month, every week, like those people would come in and buy three or four romance novels, um, you know, versus if they were picking up something else, they might buy one or two. Uh, So, and and there were people who do that every week, you know, people people reading those voraciously. And they do. The thing is that that romance reader is is a voracious reader, but there has become from you know, and it's mainly because of like book signing, expos, conventions, all those things that we've we've done, and especially in the indie community where we have felt like we need to woo the readers, and we want to you know to lavish <laughs> you know yeah. things yeah. on them that the romance readers have become, you know, quite, you know, quite spoiled in some ways. And while at events and book signings and things like that, I believe that you absolutely should be. If you were there as a reader, those authors should be, you know, you know, pulling out their A game to woo you. Yeah. That, that is yeah. like going to court, you know, for the King's court, yeah. you, you know, we are, yeah. we are all courting you. Yeah. Um, but in you know, but from my home and you buying something online, or you you know entering a contest or something like that, like they they just want they want it for free and they want it anyway. So yeah. 
You know, it, if, for example, a friend of mine does these amazing stickers that belong to her series, people are constantly asking her for the stickers. And how do you get the stickers? And she says you have to buy the book to get the stickers. And they don't want that. They just want to. They just want the stickers. And she's like, I'm not. I paid for these stickers. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, why do they? Why do they want theory. the stickers though? You, why? Why would they want the oh, stickers if they don't? Cute. I mean, like, because. Because they're adorable, like you know, they're, I know, they but like that... the graphics, they like the language, they like the saying, even though yeah. they don't know what it goes to, they want the sticker because the sticker's cute, you know. Yeah. Or, or well. you know, when you're, when and and we we call those people treasure hunters. Um, yeah. You know, because they're they are only after the free stuff, and they feel like they are entitled to the free stuff, like all the free stuff. So if something closes down before they had an opportunity to enter, they want you to send it to them anyway. See, and it's, it's, see, that's it is, yeah, that's kind of it's very sad in that in those respects because you know um, it, people have to pay for stickers that you have to get them made, yeah. so it's not free. We have to pay for to get them made for all of everything. It. I and, know. Yeah, and. And I'm pretty sure that no one is like doing that to you know like you're you're not running around at a horror convention, you know, expecting them you know where, where are your ink pens, you know. Right, that's true. No, that's where true. Are your ink pens? You know, I have a lot of horror writers on pen. here. And the horror writers actually, you know, I have a lot of shows with horror writers on them, and they that's a great community. I mean, they're they're very uh, mm-hmm. they are they're very uh, good to each other. They really support each other a lot. You know. Um, they kind of know each other, even if they don't know each other. And you know, I mean, there's not as I, I'm sure there's not as many as romance writers. There's so many romance writers, you know, because it could be romance thriller, romance, you know, suspense. There's a lot of that, you know. So there are a lot of ever, you know, there's a lot of romance mm-hmm. writers. But you know, and that's also confusing. You know, um, last week I had Delta James on, and she just started four mm-hmm. years ago, and she has tons mm-hmm. of books. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And she, all her covers have men on them, and they're mm-hmm. they're very good looking men. They're big, you know, they're good looking. And mm-hmm. but there's that that is a help to selling a book too because of the cover of that. You know, that women like that. So I think a lot of times the help and there's the so many different things yes. we have to all think of. But if we like another mm-hmm. cover, sometimes you know we might have to change it. You know, and I've changed my covers, mm-hmm. and I, I every time I have shows. You know, I listen to what everybody says, and it does help me, too, because sometimes with just a little trick of something, and it's not even a trick, it's just a little different, some, you know, something different, you can make a difference, you know, well, it, to it, change. It's marketing, you know, yeah. and again, back to, the, back to my retailing yeah. days, like, you know, you're... Nike isn't remaking every shoe every year. Like right, they're right, exactly. altering yeah. colors or patterns or yeah, or yeah. things like that. Like they're not, you know, reinventing the wheel all the time. Yeah, sometimes no, they're going to come out with something. That's how many black new. boots do you need? <laughs> many. Yeah, many. exactly. Yeah. So it's <laughs> many. It's, you know, and how many black <laughs> pair of leggings does a person need? Many. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> right. endless. I know. Yeah. This is my closet. Black but, turtleneck. Black leggings and black boots. This is yeah, me. you know, and I just this is how I every year I just keep buying the same things over and over because that's what I like. But yes. that's mm-hmm. you know you don't always and it's still in style. So you know that's the yes. thing. But books, you know, romance and is so romance. that is yes, and that that is the, that's the complicated thing, right? Is like yeah, the the things that you if you go with something that is going to be a classic look, 
yeah. then it, 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 it yeah. is probably going to last you longer. But if you go with something that's on trend at that time, you're going to need Might to. Might not work. Yep. To, you're, yeah, and, and you're going to need to, re, you know, to recover it later to what's on trend at that time. Like, you know, yeah. you got to repackage it. It's the same. I mean, again, it's like it's the same, you know, black leggings. It's the same boots, yeah. but they're repackaged. Do you change your covers? Do you change your covers? Occasionally. Like I haven't, yeah. I'm getting, I'm actually getting ready. I've been pulling down my backlist, um, you know, the things that I had published way, way back at the beginning. Uh, I've, I've been pulling those down because I'm going to put them in anthologies and put them out as anthologies. Um, and so people... You mean as your own anthology? As for, your own anthology? Yeah. You? Mm-hmm. Just you? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm just so going to put them short? together. Are they short? They're short? Not... Not all of them. Yeah. There's it's a it's a combination of things. So like my my cowboys, my Montana cowboys, and cowgirls from from California. I am going to put all of those books, which have um, the cowboys have three, four like, you know, thirty to sixty thousand word stories. That's that's like the foundation of it, and then it has you know a handful. I think like two or three. Um, short stories that accompany that set. The cowgirls are four short, uh, four short stories that will go, and I'm just going to put them all together in one ebook and one print uh, collection, and then put the put it up it's, that it's way. Easy, it's easier so that, to market that way too. It's easier to market that way, I it, think, in a lot of well, ways. Well, and for me, like going to events or whatnot, it's it's easier to just have one book. Yeah, you, you're right. With that, I think because that, that's, they're I think old. You could be right. Yeah, yeah. You know, but you know what? That's the, the other thing. With my you know, that's the other thing is old. You know, old story like a story that someone wrote five to ten years ago doesn't mean it's not a good story. Mm-hmm. This is the point. The right. point is, people. That's the problem. Is if you go to a bookstore now, the bookstores, or if you call, they want they give you just the new books. But what about all the old books? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're still good mm-hmm. stories, and that's the problem. That is a big problem. I think it's a very bad problem, well, they and it's not good because them, it ha- like, shouldn't be have to be new, new, new. They, but they repackage like I mean, I can, I'm, I've been a Lori Foster fan for a very long time, and she will uh, occasionally like announce if they are recovering and re-releasing something that she put out like ten years ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so she puts that out there so that her regular readers know like this is a different cover but this is still this book yes you have to say that too um, because you don't want your readers to get mad that, that they bought the same book yes yeah yeah because that's that could be a problem too that's the other thing who knows yeah. you know what there's problem so before changing. we go I, you have to tell everybody what you do oh now. My goodness. i find this very impressive what is your career now i love this that you said this oh what you do so right now i do um <laughs> I, I do in, in instructional design, pretty much like this, you know, curriculum and development for um, for the military, and um, and I coach writing in the evenings uh, a couple couple nights a week for a a university uh, for their doctoral and uh, graduate students, and uh, and then I occasionally will teach adjuncts um, online as needed. And then and I so write you do quite a bit. <laughs> you do a lot. So, you, uh, how is your sleeping disorder now? Is it okay now? I mean, do you sleep? Uh, I do. Yeah, I. I right. no, that's good. I get. Yeah, like I, 
I think, you know, because there was a, a much younger, um, you know, version of me, um, well, right. you know, with that. And when I, if I get stressed, you know what I mean? Like that. And that's the thing. I, I used to not talk about PTSD at all. Yep. And then I started teaching veterans that were coming it's, back. It's very important. It's an important. I've had a couple of shows mm-hmm. on it. I've had a couple of shows on it. I think it's so important. I, it is. There's a lot of it, people that have PTSD, you know, and yeah. and it's and, a lot. And it's not a just very, from military. It's growing. Like it's. Yeah, it's. I mean, and, it, and it's not just it's not just military. Like anyone. No, it's who, not. I mean, if you, no. if you work in the medical field, the fire department, yep. law enforcement, yep. but even even beyond that, like if you've had an abusive yep. childhood, if you were in a yep. car accident that almost killed you, like there's yep. so many things that can that can be yep. involved in that. But yeah, I um, you know, I I have I have learned, you know, through many many years of um you know, of dealing with it, living with it. But when I started getting students, I started actually talking about it because they needed to know that it was okay. You yeah. know, like I had all these service members coming back and, and they were, you know, in, embarrassed to talk about it or they, you know, they weren't sure how to talk about it or, or this, that, whatever. And so I, I started, you know, making it known that I, you know, that I am a veteran and, you know, that, yeah, I was discharged with PTSD because when back then, like, I was ashamed of it. Oh, my gosh, I had such yeah. a huge level of shame. And now today, I'm just like, yeah, that's what it was. Um, no, yeah, because now they have a name I, for it because this is really, and there, this is not, this is just, it's, it's, you know, I'm sure now because of COVID and everything, there's a lot of things. The medical profession, yeah. I mean, there's so many mm-hmm. Things that have happened in this world that cause people, you know, the abuse of it. And, and oh there's goodness, just so yeah. much, you know, and it's such an important subject, you know, yeah. I think, you know. Yeah, absolutely. If you ever want to come on and talk about that, that's, you know, because I think, you know, those are all the things that make you who you are. And so. I'm just going to tell them to write. It's how I wrote through my childhood. It's how I write through. <laughs> It's how I cope well, with no, that, that's a good right yes. because right, and actually, yeah, I've had some people on here right, and then that is what they did. A lot of them, right? You know, and sometimes you have to get it out and talk about it. And years ago, I don't think people could as much. Yeah, you know, uh, I think yeah. it was different. So I think, oh, I've enjoyed having you on the show. I hope you'll come on again. You have a lot to yeah. offer. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I definitely have some Anytime. notes here, and, and I know there's somebody <laughs> else out there that tries everything. <laughs> no, I do think it's not bad to try things. You know, if some things really no, work, yeah. and some things don't. I, I'm not afraid to yeah. try, and I do. And I'm not afraid to say it didn't work for me either, because that's right. why I think I think sometimes people listen to my show to hear the things that don't work for me. But I try them, you know, and I mm-hmm. think people should try things. And don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't work, you're exactly perfect. Yeah, You know, just yeah. kind of go I out there and try is. things. So it's been great having you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. And please come back again. Oh, absolutely. Anytime. Okay, good. All right. Take care. And thank you. Thank you, everybody that's listening. All right. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.